0: Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. Where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Now, this week we are gonna talk about one of my favorite fandoms, and we haven't we haven't visited this for a while. We talked about it early on in season one, but we haven't uh, circled back. And today we're circling back to some Marvel because I've got a really fun guest on uh, with me. Everyone, meet fanboy David dollar. Hey, David.
1: It's a jolly holiday with Patty. You've never heard that, I'm sure. I'm sure you've <laughs> never. never had that. Yeah, ever. That,
0: that, that is the first time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So All right. So as you can guess, David is a Disney fan uh, okay. as, of as, as well mm-hmm. as other things. And I've known David for a couple of years now and we were talking online. He also has uh, some podcasts and I'll let him tell you about those in just a minute here. But we were talking online and I was like, David, we, we need to, we need to talk, man. We need to, we need to talk together. We have podcasts. Like, why aren't we doing this? And uh, here we are. We finally made it happen.
1: Yeah. It's weird that we had never kind of put our stuff together, um, you know, and so yeah, suddenly here we are. It's like, why haven't we, why have we not connected before now? We should have connected a long time ago and then it's like, okay, let's do it. All right, good. Let's do it. And here we are. <laughs> so-
0: and here we are better late than never. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So David, tell us yes. a little bit about yourself. Where people can find you on your podcast. Where people can find you online. And uh, yeah, t- let's 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 do this.
1: Well, I am a I am a Disney file. I am also a Gryffindor. Uh, I know that you're a Hufflepuff, so we get along just well, just swimmingly. And um, you know, I, I I love all things Disney. I'm an amateur Disney historian, so I love learning about Disney, reading about Disney. I know that you've taken the Keys to the Kingdom tour uh, at least once, if not more. I've taken it twice. I I love everything about it. Um, you know, I'm a Muppet fan. I'm a Peanuts fan. And uh, so those are kind of my my fandoms. And of course, I'm a Marvel fan. I love Marvel. I love the movies. I have a huge comic book collection that I never read because I have no time. Um, (laughs) I I have somehow I ended up with three podcasts. I don't know how it just kind of happened. And I'm even looking at possibly doing a fourth. And I again, I don't know how it happened. It just I suddenly looked up and I'm like, I have. Three podcasts. Holy okay,
0: crap. I've I've missed the third one. Then see, I have two mm-hmm. myself, so I understand. And I've thought of a third one. So yes, I completely fully understand the obsession there. Um, what's the okay? So I know of two. So I need to hear all three podcasts.
1: Well, all three podcasts. The first one I, I started with uh, back in 2011. We have a movie podcast called the Deucecast Movie Show, and we just basically talk movies. It's uh, we've been doing it. We just celebrated our 400th episode last month. Um, Shut up. Yeah, okay, that's the one yet. I'm missing. Um, yeah, that's the one so I'm missing. It, every Wednesday it drops, we just talk we have random guests song. We have we've had some Quasi celebrities on here and there, you know, including Paige Davis from uh, from uh, TLC's uh, uh, Trading Spaces, which I'm very proud <laughs> of.
0: <She's laughs> fun, fun. By
1: the way, um, you know, and we just talk movies, and it's a it's a clean show, so families can listen to it. And you know, we do a show like uh, we do a show about we call it reflections, basically all reviews of all the movies we've seen over the last month. We do top five lists. We have various you know topics and such. Uh, the other podcast I have, of course, is the uh, the Magic on a Dollar podcast. It's my Disney podcast, and it's all things Disney. It's similar to yours in terms of. You know, it's not just park stuff. It's movies and it's pop culture. Mm-hmm, if it's anything mm-hmm. Disney, I think about. I'm like, let's talk about this. And uh, my third podcast is one called "My Kids Got the Autism," and I have an eight year old. He just turned eight, eight years old. He's on the spectrum, and it's kind of the travails and adventures from a dad who has no idea what he's doing because I truly have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, we have fifteen episodes down. That was kind of what I consider season one. Season two will start back in January, and. It's just a it's just a lot of fun just talking about, hey, this is what we go through. And this is what's happening. And I put a lot harder spin on it as much as I can. The the most popular episode that we had was episode nine. And that was what I called the poop episode, uh, which <laughs> is you know, every parent has poop stories. And, you know, as a, as a father of an autistic child, I definitely have poop stories. And, you know, so those are my three podcasts that I do on a regular quasi regular basis.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I knew about the two, obviously I, I knew about your Disney one cause duh. Um, <laughs> and I found, and I found the one with your, about your son, which yeah. I love. And I, and I think that's such a, I think your three podcasts kind of encapsulate what I love about podcasting in general is that there's something for everyone. There's a little niche. There's some, you know, if we want to talk about anything with people that want to talk to us to, uh, make a podcast, right? Right. And uh, (laughs) so, so I love it. I love it that you, you've kind of like niched it down like that too. What's, what's your possible fourth? What are you thinking of doing?
1: Well, what I'm looking at doing with the magic on a dollar podcast, and I may morph that into this, or I may come up with a new podcast is I want to kind of do a, a Disney movie podcast where I take each episode and centralize one Disney film, Uh, I have guests on and talk about that film, break it down. There are other podcasts out there that do similar things with other movies, but you know, I actually have a guy coming on, a good friend of mine, and we're going to, we're going to break down the Santa Claus, uh, next Mm -hmm. week and we're going to release it. Just spend 45 minutes talking about the Santa Claus and, you know, what we love about it, you know, make fun of it a little bit here and there and maybe doing you know, future episodes. um, You know, I actually have a list of of people that I want. And so I have an episode coming up about a goofy movie and one about the Emperor's new groove. And uh, one about the the black hole from 1979. And I was going to contact you if they've had any, which movie do you really want to talk about? (laughs) Whatever. said. Have some fun with it, you know, and just talk about because I love movies and I love Disney and I love Disney movies, but I don't want to just talk about Aladdin and beauty and the beast and you know. No, there's so much out there. I'm like, what if we did an episode on Bolt? Or what if we actually broke down Home on the Range? Is that really is that movie really as bad as we think it is? Let's talk about (laughs) it. I mean, you know, let's have some fun with it. We'll see.
0: Yeah, well, no, that's a great idea, and with Disney Plus right now, it's that, a perfect that's sub- exactly, segue, yeah, so to making... to to put it together. Is mm-hmm. that the people are looking at all these old things, going, ah, oh, I totally forgot about the Black Cauldron, Oh, I totally forgot, you know, and right. starting to watch them all again. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's brilliant, and yes, I will give you a list of movies that I can talk for hours <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> all right, and, and David, <laughs> David yeah. is uh, de- uh, Magic on a Dollar is also your travel agency, right?
1: Well, it's my travel agency branding. I, I work for a bigger agency called Apollos okay. Travel, and uh, but I, I kind of brand I travel as as Magic on a magical Dollar and uh, do travel planning. Been doing it six, five, six years now, and I know you're a travel agent as well. And we all we we all love Disney, and we all love helping out and with Disney and other destinations as well. So, um, so yeah, I, I love it. That's my full time career, and uh, yep. left my full time job in 2015 to do it from home and. It's not easy. And sometimes people don't make it as easy as it could be. But it's <laughs> it's so much fun to you get a report or get pictures from a client, uh, from guests who, you know, say, hey, thank you so much for helping us out. And they sent a picture of uh, I got one that was sent to me yesterday from a, from somebody who went over Thanksgiving and their daughter holding hands with Cinderella. And I'm like, I helped create that. I helped make right. that happen because I don't know right. it has gone without the help. And, and so I, I love those kind of things. That's that's the reason I do it. And, you know, it's it's fun.
0: It is. It is. And I was laughing when you said that uh, sometimes people don't make it as uh, easy as it should be. And let's be clear. We're talking about Disney half the time, aren't we, David?
1: Most of the time. Most of the time. Yes.
0: They they drive us nuts as travel agents uh, at times. We love you. However, sometimes...
1: and and I saw this on Twitter and I actually made a tweet, tweet, I tweeted about this last night, but um, one of my favorite things that happens is, and I say favorite, as in, oh my gosh, uh, I'll get clients who will Message me, or instant message me, or email me pictures of their credit card, and I'm like, yep. "Don't do that! Don't do that!" And they do that. And they're like, <laughs> "Here's my card, charge, blah, blah, blah." You know, and I take it and d- delete the picture or whatever. So you could tell they're very cavalier about that information. But then we say, you know, well, if if you want us to help you with your fast passes or your your dining, you don't have to do this, but we need access to your My Disney Experience. If you want us to help you, we need your login, and they'll send me a password like 74 characters long, full of characters and you know, ampersands and percent signs, and I'm like, "You'll send me." your credit card but you give me a nuclear code for your my disney experience account seriously come on let's let's <laughs> priorities here come on
0: i know people people are a little crazy but <laughs> but we love them we love <laughs> we them do.
1: we love people those are, those, are just, those are just fun complaints i, I have no problem i mean it's i love my people and i love talking disney and you know and it's 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 fun if i didn't if i didn't enjoy it i wouldn't do it because uh, you know not, it doesn't put was, millions into the bank let me tell you <laughs>
0: Well, right. I was I was actually talking to one of my clients the other day and I was like, I just have a really fun job. She was like, how you have not fired me up to this point, I don't understand because I've had you change everything. I'm like, it's fine. Like, that's what I'm here for. And it's been, it's it makes me so happy when I do uh, happen to pull the pixie dust out and we get what they want, right? And it just, it's it's a fun job, regardless of all the headaches Absolutely. and the... The hair pulling that we go through, but it's all all in, all, all good. But what we don't, what we also like to talk about when we're not talking about um, our Disney trips is, of course, movies. And that's what we're going to talk about today is we wanted to talk a little bit about phase four Marvel because we just got our first real solid peek at the first movie that's coming out for kicking off phase four, which is Black Widow.
1: I am excited about about Black Widow. I've always liked the character and I've always wondered how her character would fit in and I mean, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame by now, I feel like you're either not going to see it or you don't care if I spoil it. We know that she doesn't make it out of the end of Endgame.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: this is going to be set between Civil War and uh, Endgame. So this is kind of a prequel. I've heard, and maybe you can you can verify this, but I've heard that Robert Downey Jr. will be making an appearance, obviously, as a prequel. So I've heard that he will be coming in as Iron Man. I, I don't know that for sure. How much of a character, how, how big of a role he has, I have no idea. Uh, but this is Natasha Romanoff's story, And I think we saw a glimpse of it in Age of Ultron. If you remember Mm -hmm. Ultron using Scarlet Witch kind of uh, sent, you know, kind of put those little images in everybody's heads as he kind of brainwashed them. And, uh, you know, she went back to Russia and she went back to when she was a little girl training and being pulled out of the orphanage or whatever and put into these camps where she learned how to become an assassin. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am looking forward to what happens with this.
0: Yeah, the trailer just came out. It's got some amazing moments, some very fun-sounding quotes. I I wrote all this up. I'll, I'll link in show notes for anybody that wants to check it out. So if you haven't seen the trailer yet, I, you probably have because I think everybody has. But if you haven't, I've got you. I've got you. And I want you to go check this out because it's so much fun. I Absolutely love this character too. And I think it's about time that we got her own standalone movie. And so I'm digging it. I, I think it's I think it's gonna be great. Before we jump to phase four though, David, how mm-hmm. how long, how did you become a Marvel fanboy? Like where did all this start for you? What's your origin
1: story? My origin story. Well, I was bitten by a spider that was exposed uh-huh, to yeah. I was a kid, <laughs> and I had these adamantium claws. No, I like I guess. I was thinking about it this morning and really my first brush with Marvel I can pinpoint back to 1987 I believe and that is when I was at the local supermarket and I was looking at comic books and I wasn't a huge comic book fan and and I saw a series called X-Men versus the Avengers it was a limited series episodes one through four and I picked up the first one and I, and I bought it and went home and I read it and I was like this is incredible and and it basically the whole the whole premise without getting too deep in it is that Magneto uh, the Avengers want to put Magneto on trial for his crimes the Avengers are, or the X-Men are trying to protect him because they know that if he goes on trial then they're all susceptible to trial so they're trying to protect themselves and they have a clash and and issue three there's this big battle between the x-men and the avengers not like i i've got those four issues they're in plastic cases it's i love it i I love how incredible the the, the whole series was and from then on i've kind of was a marvel fan i was an x-men fan fantastic four fan i love the fantastic four probably my favorite team up or my favorite team I've liked Marvel over DC mostly because I like how Marvel is very grounded in earthly things, whereas DC, most of the characters get their powers from you – know, Superman is from uh, from Krypton, and you've got Wonder Woman off in the Amazon in Island, and you've got you know, other characters getting their powers from supernatural sources – Deep, Marvel is really like I was bitten by a spider. I was exposed to gamma rays. I built this technology to save the world. Uh, you know, it's it's all ingrained in in just normal people, basically. Uh, and from then on out, I've been a fan. I have watched a lot of the movies growing up, and. You know, I saw the Fantastic Four with Jessica Alba. Oh, geez. We can talk about that for an hour, um, <laughs> which is actually not a bad movie. It's just she's so terribly miscast. It just ruins everything. Chris Evans, by the way, in that movie. And yep. so you're a big Chris Evans fan. And, um, you know, so when Iron Man came out and uh, when I saw the Hulk, I saw the first one, the Hulk and then the Incredible Hulk, or which, whichever one came first and second. I saw those and and they were OK. And then Iron Man and Force came out. and I was a big fan of Iron Man. And, As the movie came out and as the movie started to develop, I'm a big fan of storytelling. If you no matter how terrible the movie might be, if you can tell me a good story, I can still be entertained at least somewhat, even with a bad movie.
0: Yes, um, David. Watching. Yes, that's exactly that's why, me. That's ex- that's how I watch these movies too, is you know, it doesn't have to be the best or the whatever movie, but if there's a story, I think that's our Disney-ness, but if there's oh, a yeah. story at the heart of it, we are all about it. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Yep. I
1: mean, I can watch I can watch Kevin James' Zookeeper a thousand times and be entertained because the story <laughs> is fun. It's a stupid movie. I'm a big Kevin James fan, and the the story, but the story is fun though, whereas you take something like The English Patient, which is three hours long, And it's this heralded amazing film and an Oscar winner. And I watch it. I'm asleep within 30 minutes because the story just is like, you know, so watching these Marvel movies unfold one by one and watching the stories develop. And, you know, my, my thought is that the first one or two, they didn't really have a long-term plan because who knows how this is going to go. You know, they may release the first couple and then they kind of fall off the map. But as the movies progressed and they got more popular, you know, I know that they just sat down and said, okay, how do we want to map this out? And having, Having this 10-year run of 22, 23 movies that all intertwine together with callbacks to movies that you would think that had nothing to do with each other. All of a sudden, they're connected by certain things, by the Tesseract or by by Loki or by Thanos or whatever. Uh, this is something that we've never seen before, and I don't know that we'll see again because it is an incredible plan. Uh, and I don't know that people really fully appreciate it the Marvel universe in phase one through three, how those movies unfolded. I don't know that people really fully appreciate how it took or what it took to put that together. Cause that is an amazing cinematic accomplishment. I mean, aside from the fact they're great movies, some better than others, some I'll watch a thousand times others. I'm like, eh, okay. Um, but just every integral piece of that, It's just it's it's amazing. It is an amazing. Yeah,
0: they they definitely thought this out well in advance, plotted it out, hid all these little hidden Easter eggs from the very beginning that you would have callbacks to towards the end. Yeah, it's I mean it's amazing, and that's the storytelling of Marvel. That's why that's why we love it so much. Uh, Now, what do you have? As as you've alluded to, uh, my favorite character yeah. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Chris Evans. I mean, I'm just kidding. I know it's Captain America. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> but uh, it is it, it is it is Captain America for a lot of reasons. Uh, I also am with the side of Thor. Thor is a quick runner up to uh, in, in my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Who's your guy? Who, who do you like?
1: Hawkeye. Okay. I'm a okay. big Hawkeye fan. I, I like I like Jeremy Renner. I know that he's got some personal issues that have come up recently, and I don't know much about that. So I will just say the Avengers, Jeremy Renner, I love.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and with a few other few movies he's been into, I've really, really enjoyed him. But I love Hawkeye. I love how – and they refer to this in the, in the Age of Ultron, how he's kind of the heart of the Avengers. He's not the one with the technology. He's not the one with – you know, he wasn't bitten by a spider or exposed to whatever. Like he's just a guy who's very good at what he does—a master assassin, kind of like Black Widow. Um, it always makes me think how much taxpayer dollars are spent on each one of those arrows. Uh, that always <laughs> that always bothered me. Like every arrow he shoots, I'm like, that's probably. $750,000 in that one airport <laughs> And it's like Lego lots. They never run out. It's amazing. They
0: never I, do, right?
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always being a big Hawkeye fan and uh, and I, of course I love Scarlet Witch. I love Wanda because I'm a huge Liz Olsen fan. Uh, Liz mm-hmm. Olsen to me is kind of like Chris Evans is to, well, let me take that back. Amy Adams is to me as Chris Evans. <laughs> and it always disappointed me that she got sucked into the DC universe instead of Marvel. I'm like, I will give you Evangeline Lilly. Give me Amy Adams. Let's make a square trade one for one. Come on. Um, but I'm a big I'm a big Wanda fan as well. I love her character, her character arc. You know, I don't know that she'll get. I know she probably won't get her own movie. I know that she's got a series coming up called WandaVision, which should be interesting. I've, the, the premise behind it is really random and interesting, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But but yeah, I would say Hawkeye is my favorite guy. I, I love Hawkeye. I love – just enjoy him as far as the movies go. In the comics, I mean, I have various different characters, like I mentioned, Fantastic Four. But for the Avengers films, yeah, Hawkeye is my guy.
0: Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Yeah, I uh I I like him. A lot for a lot of the same reasons too. Like you said, you know, he's more like the regular dude. And then when they introduced him, we got we get to see that he has a family. And then of course, uh, they're at Endgame with that whole. That
1: opening
0: uh. mm-hmm, kills me. Kills me. Kills me every time. But yeah, I, I definitely was thrilled that we got a little bit more insight. Uh, into what was going on with the character of Hawkeye because I am not a comic book reader. And so I don't have that background and that history uh, to pull from and to, to know about. And so I liked, I always liked Hawkeye. Like there was an, I had no negative to him. In fact, um the first time I think we meet him in the MCU is in Thor where uh, he's with Coulson, which he's, he's also my bae. I, yeah. lo- <laughs> I love me some, <laughs> I love me some Agent Coulson. But, uh, I, and and we meet, we meet Hawkeye there and I'm like, this dude, th- What what's the deal with this dude? Like, I want to know more. And then thankfully we got a lot more of Hawkeye as the years went on, which is great. Now you mentioned Jeremy Renner. I just a quick side note. Have you seen the movie Tag?
1: I love Tag. Tag, tag, it, tag is one for, of those it, it is surprisingly good. Like you go into right? the oh, yes, and it's really funny. It is a it's really hilarious. Funny
0: movie. It is hilarious. It is the movie that if it's on, I'm going to watch it. I don't care if it's 2 a.m. in the morning. I am going to sit and watch the rest of Tag because I love it so much. It's and that's exactly, I think that's because. I wasn't expecting to. Right? right. And, and a big key They're they're all great in the movie, but Jeremy Renner is fantastic in this movie.
1: Well, and, and if I can throw up on a side as well, um, if you've never seen wind river came out in 2017 it is my favorite movie of 2017. It's he and Elizabeth Olsen, both are in this film. It, okay. is, it is amazing. It is amazing. It's a, it's a drama based in the, I think the mountains of Wyoming. It's kind of a, kind of a, uh, like a crime drama kind of thing. You, there's somebody who ends up deceased and they've got to kind of figure out he's a park ranger. So he teams up with an FBI detective, but surprisingly done well by Liz Olson. Um, and it's really good. I believe it's on Netflix and I have a, I'm a list guy like I have top fives of everything and I'm always like I've always wanted to go on Facebook and say, hey, ask me anything. My top five, I'll give you a list because I really could do it. Uh, And I have a list. I have a list of my 500 favorite films of all time. But I was center on my 100 and Wind River is like my 73rd favorite film of all time. And it's only a two year old movie. I love that movie. He's so good in that movie. So uh, that and back to the Chris Evans, just real quick. If you've never seen it, you should watch The Losers. Uh, Losers is fantastic it's a based on a dc comic he jeffrey d morgan uh from from walking dead uh zoe saldana from, uh, you know, who's Gamora um, and uh, I forget who the other guy is. He just elbows in this as well. It's just a lot of fun. It's a, it's a fun, silly, you know, kind of action comic book movie. So the losers is great. Chris Evans is great in this film.
0: Well, I think he's great in everything, but that's just, of course you. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me speaking. Yeah. Uh, which we can keep going on t- tangents, but I'm going to say course. that because guys, if you, uh, if you want to hear more of the Patty and David show, we are actually going to record a podcast together on David's podcast.
1: Yes, and magic,
0: magic on Dollar Are we doing magic on a dollar? America- on a
1: dollar, yeah, we'll okay. be talking, we'll do that. We're going to talk about Disney Plus because I want to kind of dive into. Three weeks later, we're going to talk about, and we haven't talked about this yet, so everything you'll say will be a surprise. About what is you know how we like it, what's going on, the yep. good, the bad, yep. that kind of
0: thing. Yep, so. yeah, we're going to have a whole deep dive on Disney Plus, and uh, I think you also said you want to talk about like what our favorite movies of the year are. So yes,
1: definitely that too.
0: Yeah, uh-huh, we're going to we're gonna cover those. We're going to cover a list. And so you guys are going to want to take a listen to that too. I will make sure to link in show notes again, David's podcast. So it's easy for you to find, but that's magic on a dollar. But back to Marvel. Now we've got phase four coming and the first one that we know about, uh, well, they've pretty much, I guess, given us everything at this point, but we have Black Widow that's coming up May 1st. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I is think that so. I think opening right. day? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. yeah. May 1st. May 1st. Yep, yep, yep. And then The Eternals on November 6th. And then uh, after The Eternals, we're going to get Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Now, those three shows. Here's my thing. I know Black Widow. I know Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know nothing about the Eternals, except for who's in it.
1: The, well, the, the premise behind the Eternals, and this is really as much as I know, is they are an immortal alien race created by the Celestials, and they're sent to Earth to protect humanity from their evil counterparts called the Deviants that's about as much as i know about the movie i believe the eternals were referenced in captain marvel i need to go back and watch captain marvel again uh but it's that's a movie really that not a lot of people know about they haven't Mm -hmm. really done a whole lot with it and i think the eternals might be a a property they probably wanted to do something with before and just couldn't get it right because and and i could be wrong about this so don't at me if i am people um i believe the eternals (laughs) was supposed to come out already and has been pushed back a couple of times yeah, so, I, I think you,
0: know. you are right on that. Or there was—I I can't remember if they were—if the discussion was that this was going to be a show versus a movie, right. or, or what exactly the situation was. But uh, that was a big um, Comic Con announcement this year. The summer was that the Eternals was happening. Solid cast. Here's the cast, and they brought them all out on stage. And the cast is phenomenal. So I, it's not that I'm not interested in it. It's that I just don't know what it is quite yet, and I'm probably. I feel like I'm very uh, similar to a lot of Marvel fans, uh, that are MCU fans versus overarching everything Marvel, you know, everything Marvel comic, you know, whatever fans. And so this was actually my concern with the wrapping up of Endgame was, yeah, A, I didn't want Captain America to die. That was concern number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, concern number two was that we were, that, you know, they promised that they were going to wrap up this, uh, you know, this, this group and that we would be moving on to all new characters. And, I, and I'm enough of a Marvel person to understand and to know that there is a ton of, I mean, the possibilities are endless as far as the stories that they could put in the MCU and that they could create these movies and these shows for us. So I, I know that that's out there. But my my concern was that I wouldn't be able to connect to them because it's all it's going to be pretty much all new peeps, you know, for, yeah. for people oh, like yeah. me. Um, we're going to be really delving into um, new people. So. The Eternals is in November, and then we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's going to be on Disney Plus, which I cannot wait. And then we go to Shang Chi, which is um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's going to come out in February. Again, a character that I know very little about, but I will tell you what I absolutely love Simu Liu. <laughs> like um, he's a he, he's he got my attention real real quick uh, when he came out on stage, and then I followed him on Twitter because it turns out that, you know, guys, you got to call your shot in life. And he did. He, he'd he been tweeting Marvel for like two years saying, hey, I want to be your first Asian um, superhero. Hey, when are we going to talk about Shang-Chi? And then all of a sudden, he's like on stage at Comic-Con and said that he had signed like the day before the contract to be Shang-Chi. And I was just like, all right, guy, you got me. I'm 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 into this. I'm I'm paying attention to you now. And then, uh, if you if you guys want to know a little bit more about this actor, a follow him on Twitter because he's he's very active and he's a lot of fun. Um, but B, you can watch Kim's Convenience. Uh, that is a show. It's a Canadian show, kind of like a Shits Creek. Uh, that process if you're into Shits Creek, um, not. Not exactly similar, but it's still a lot of fun. And he's basically one of the main characters on that show. And it's, it's sweet. It's a sweet show. Uh, very family friendly, uh, easy, easy, you know, 20 minute, 22 minute episodes, you know, to watch if you want to get to know uh, Simi Liu just a little bit more before he comes out as Shang-Chi in February. Uh, do you know anything about Shang-Chi?
1: I, I really don't. And this is one of those, this is kind of, it, it goes into this area that, that, I don't want to say it worries me about Marvel, but I do agree with the whole disconnection thing because now we're going into the whole, the celestial beings of the universe kind mm-hmm, of thing. And this mm-hmm. is now we're going to the supernatural spacey kind of, whereas Marvel has been very grounded. you got Iron Man, you got Peter Parker, you've got, uh, you know, uh whatever. You've got all Black, Black Widow, Hawkeye, they're all here. And now, of course, we've got, uh, Captain Marvel coming from another planet who's now a main character. We have the Eternals that are coming. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Ten Rings is, I, I think it's a terrorist organization, maybe not. I do know that the the organization has been referenced. In Iron Man, uh, they talked about it in, in uh, I believe, in Ant-Man. And Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin in mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. was supposed to be a member of the Ten Rings. So that kind of sets you up, sets it up to what, what he is, or what that is. But I don't know a lot about this, and that, so that kind of worries me a little bit in terms of I want to be able to connect to these characters, but what I love about Marvel, we're now phasing out and we're phasing into this whole, like, spatial, like, mystic kind of thing that I don't know that I can get as excited about. But... With Ant Man, that's the one that proved to me that Marvel can do no wrong. I Marvel has credibility with me, even if they stumble on a film, I'm still going to be just as excited about it because they took Ant Man and made an incredibly great movie. I'd make two movies that are awesome, um, and, and out of out of a property that I'm like, I don't know what they can do with this, and so now I'm like, well, Marvel can do whatever they can. They can <laughs> I, I trust Marvel when they say we're going to do. You know, we're going to do Tupperware Jim and the writing, uh, the writing Calliope of, of San Francisco. I'm going to be like, I'm in. Let's do it. Whatever you, whatever you want to do, I'll do it. I'm, I'm, I'm supporting it. So I will see these movies with full hope that they're going to be great. And if one of them fails, I'll still be okay.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, hey, you know, just in in the matter of odds, you know, at some point, there might be a stumble out there. I hope it doesn't happen. But uh, I also I really I really do have a lot of faith in uh, Kevin Feige and think that, again, he's plotted and he's planned all of this out well in advance. He knows more about this than we could ever dream or guess to know how these things are going to connect and interconnect. So I'm going to have faith. But I will just admit up front that that was my my initial concern, but I, I love how see Marvel smart. They probably knew that about Patty, and so they're giving us these things like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Hi. WandaVision and Loki, all on Disney Plus. These little snippets, and I'll tell you what, David, if those Marvel programs are anywhere near. As as well made as as highly entertaining as The Mandalorian has turned out, oh, then yes. we're we're in for a heck of a treat and a heck of a ride coming from Disney Plus. And so everybody that locked in those three year subscriptions, holla! Uh, we're going to be super thankful because um, Loki doesn't come out until spring of twenty twenty one. So we have we have some time before we get to see him, and then after. Um, after Loki, we get Doctor Strange, uh, the second Doctor Strange movie, the Multiverse of Madness, and like you said, a lot of a little bit of that weirdness is, and celestial stuff is going to be happening. And then um, back to Disney Plus again, we're going to get What If? The What If series from Marvel, which has a really cool premise that I am digging. And then we also get your your Hawkeye uh, show uh, in mm-hmm. fall of twenty twenty one, and then they're wrapping up. Um, they're wrapping up the, the fourth. Uh, phase at this time. At least this is what we know of what's in, coming in, in phase four with Thor, love and thunder. And uh, that makes me really happy because I was hoping we would get a fourth Thor movie because he's, I mean, he's kind of a guy. Uh, don't tell cap, but he's, <laughs> he, he's, he, he was my first, he was my gateway drug to mm-hmm. uh, the Marvel universe, uh, Chris Evans. And, um, and so I've, I've always just had this real Real big soft spot for the Thor storylines, and 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 this is one of those things where it, it kind of crosses, uh, you know, both of the boundaries. We got a lot of Earth action from Thor, but we also got a lot of weirdness up in space and other you know things going on. So who knows? I, I kind of looking at all these shows and these movies, they they're probably all going to tie back together like they always do, and maybe there's still something out there that hasn't been announced. Uh, they did announce. At Comic Con, but they didn't really say when it's coming or what the answer is to it. But uh we are also getting, oh gosh, Blade, Blade is coming.
1: And right.
0: uh that was a huge you know, drop that they that they threw in, surprise drop that they threw in there. But I don't think there's they've given any other information other than it's happening. So we're still waiting to see it there. Um out of all of the shows, Disney Plus and the movies. That are coming in phase four, do you have one that you are most excited about besides Hawkeye? Cause I'm sure that's an easy one for you to say Hawkeye, well, but course. is there anybody else that you're, uh, well, that you're looking forward to?
1: Well, you also have to throw in too the, the third Spider-Man film, Spider-Man far from home sequel uh, or whatever. Yes, call yes, that's going right. to be in there as well. And if you, um, I think Tom Holland was on all Aside side here. Tom Holland was on Jimmy Kimmel this week. And I actually have a clip of it on my, my recent uh, my magic on a dollar podcast where he talks about how he got a phone call from Bob Iger when Tom Holland had been drinking and Tom Holland was like trying to explain to Bob Iger, keep Spider-Man in, in, in Marvel Universe, don't let it go or whatever. So he was a part of this whole phone call conversation after having a couple of pints in a pub. Uh, a great story, but basically Tom Holland's like, yes, I saved Spider-Man. And so um, <laughs> well, a, I, had I, heard,
0: I had heard that he, I heard about the phone call. I heard that he actually yeah. had a conversation with Iger and that he was the one that was pushing for that conversation, that he reached out and said, look, we need to talk, we need to talk. I did not hear though that, that cute little yeah. Tommy was drunk. That's hilarious. Was drunk. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's really fun. Funny because he's he's just by the way Tom Holland is in everything right now. I don't know if you knew this or not, but he is in everything.
0: Everything. No, he right. really is. I, I I actually I noted that uh, the other day. I was like, holy cow, this is the year of Tom Holland. Right. And look and at you, kid. Do, do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, probably I would say out of all of those, I think I'm most excited about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, not only because Wanda Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in it, it's mm-hmm. also gonna, it's going to tie to WandaVision It's going to tie to Loki, so they're all going to kind of tie it together. Um, but I think that's going to be Doctor Strange is kind of the linchpin to the whole like what connects the Avengers that we know and love to the whole what is coming in terms of the outer space mysticism and everything. I think he's the kind of the, the go between. So I think we we love Doctor Strange, and if we can accept and really enjoy Doctor Strange, we'll kind of be more open to everything that's coming. Uh, and. C- Cumberbatch is perfect as Dr. Strange. He's,
0: oh, my like, gosh, in my yes. Opinion,
1: th- and Chris Evans aside, f- the perfect casting in in The Avengers is Nick Fury with, uh, with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, heck uh, yeah. Tony <laughs> Stark, Robert Downey Jr., and Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange. I don't know that you can get any more perfect casting than those three. Um, And just, I, I am really looking forward to Dr. Strange. I love the first one. And of course, all of them, really. I mean, I, I want to see what they do with the Eternals. Uh, the Spider-Man film will be great, I'm sure. Love and Thunder with Thor. Thor is... The first two Thors are probably my two least favorite Marvel films. Oh! But, but Ragnarok <laughs> is so flipping good that it covers any sins that I might have thought Thor, Thor 1 and 2 committed. I love Ragnarok. And Taika Waititi is coming back to direct the, the new Thor. And so I'm really excited about that because he's the one that did Ragnarok. And uh, he is such a good director. He's so quirky and fun. Um, and I'm glad that Natalie Portman is coming back because I kind of felt like she had this – sense of well I was in Thor one and two, I'm kind of too good for this. I'm now an Oscar winning actress. I don't want to go back to that. And I think she realized, oh, okay, these movies are huge. Maybe I should be okay with going back to this. I, and I could be wrong, <laughs> but she I don't know, totally could have totally so not here's, scenario, but- yeah, yeah. So I'm here's
0: hot. here's my hot take about Natalie. Uh when I first saw her come out on stage and everybody was like flipping out that she and she's holding the hammer. I was I was hot. I was annoyed. I was not happy with this. Okay. I was, I was really, because yes, that was kind of my impression too, is that she turned her back and she in Thor two was like, basically, I don't want to have anything to do. This sucks. I don't want to be part of this anymore. Now, that being said, I did a little internet sleuthing, researching and whatnot. So again, it's all on the internet. It has to be true, right, David? Um, (laughs) um, I don't know how true this is or not, but I rewatched those movies recently and I, and I kind of, if, if the, the news reports, what they were reporting and what I was, uh, seeing on screen, I could kind of see it. Basically, it wasn't so much that she was, she, that she didn't, doesn't like Marvel Universe or that she thought that she was better than. It was that her, her character is written for crap. She's, she doesn't yeah. have a good character. They didn't develop her well. They, she's got crappy lines. She's got, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not good. And Natalie Portman is an excellent actress. So I I will give her that. So I've kind of come around the corner a little bit to give her a little grace and to think that maybe it wasn't so much that she was better than Marvel. It was that Marvel didn't realize like they were, they were just wasting her. Like they didn't use her. So my understanding is that basically Taika was the one that saw her, talked to her and talked her into coming back. And she was like, If I put my hands if I put myself in Tychus hands, Mm. it'll be fine. Like my character yeah. so that's my understanding I don't know we'll see
1: what happens but well if saw it on the internet it must be true and if you've seen it on, <laughs> if you've seen it on Facebook then it's confirmed as true so we know absolutely, that and absolutely and you're right non-Star Wars Natalie Portman is an excellent actress so uh, who knows? agreed I am, I, agreed. I'm, I'm, agreed I don't I'm like very, her in Star Wars either <laughs> I'm very willing to admit that I could be wrong about her whole attitude towards it it may be just fine I don't know that's just how, kind of how I took it Um, and you mentioned the Hawkeye thing the one thing that, that concerns me at Hawkeye is of course we mentioned previously that Jeremy Miner has had some outside troubles, and I don't want to get into all that. But there's been some things that maybe he has he has done that have caused some problems. Kate, Kate Bishop, and she becomes Hawkeye in in the comics. Um, and he mentions he calls her Hawkeye, like actually in the uh, in the opening of Avengers Endgame, kind of a playful nickname. Yeah, good job there, Hawkeye. You know, so I'm I'm thinking for Disney's purposes, I'm hoping he does come back, but I think there's a chance that he may not, and they may may go directly to her being Hawkeye, which I'm fine with. I'm, I love Jeremy Renner, but again, I'm fine with whatever they do with the character. But just know that you know kate bishop is going to play a big part of this this uh this character uh this series and i there's a chance that she may take over as the title role and hawkeye Mm -hmm. might be her and not him we don't know um because i I don't know how many and i and, and i have to think back on this but do they ever actually call him hawkeye in the in the movies i know it's barton and clint and things like that but you know do they ever actually call him hawkeye
0: the, uh, I, the only time that I can uh, come up with it offhand is, is in Thor uh, Thor 1, is uh, when uh, they ask, uh, Coulson is asking somebody or something, I think, he, is he asking, asking Eric Solvig? Anyway, he's asking somebody, he said, uh, wh- where, where's our guy or where is he? And he says, oh, the hawk? He's up in his right. nest where he gotcha. can see everything, or something like that. And I—that's the only one that comes to mind. But you might be right. You, so well, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll have to see. That's a that's an interesting. I hadn't. I assumed yes that it was going to be Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, but mm-hmm. you are correct in that I know, um, in the comics because I've done a little research on some of who some of these people are that Kate Bishop is uh also called hawkeye and so mm-hmm. yeah that the, the the show could actually be that she's hawkeye and he's also in it <laughs>
1: True, very true
0: so we'll very see true. we'll see all right well i think we have so much good stuff coming our way from marvel for which i am forever thankful as a marvel fangirl this is marvel is probably my number one fandom um at this point uh, Followed quick, closely by Star Wars and Harry Potter. Those are my big three. And I know they're like everybody's big three, but yep. I, I, I love Potter. So um, this has me very excited for the next couple of years. And uh, I can't, I can't wait for some of this stuff to come out and we'll have to, I'll have to have you back on like when Black Widow comes out and we can talk about the movie and see Definitely. what we thought about it when it, when it all comes around, mm-hmm. Uh All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, joining us on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. Now, an episode like this comes out every Thursday and then every Monday. I usually do Monday uh, movie reviews. I might be changing that up in the new year. I might. I don't know. I've just kind of had in my head that uh, we have a lot of movies happening right now because it's, you know, the holiday season. A lot of good movies come out. And then there's kind of like a dry spell. Of movies. So maybe it's time to switch to some TV. So maybe TV Tuesday or something like that instead of Monday movie. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I got to think this through. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's Mondays and Tuesdays. Usually I try to do two shows a week. And uh, every now and then there's a daily ish that I throw out when it's just there's something I need to talk about. And so I'm going to hop on the mic and spew my excitement over whatever that might be. But uh, if you like what you've heard today, if you can leave us five stars or leave a review uh, or hit me up on uh, social media at No Guilt Life and let me know what you want to hear in the future, I would love that, guys. Um, You know, it it helps other fangirls find the show when you take that two seconds to give those reviews. So I do appreciate it. And uh, you can always follow along the fandoms at noguiltfangirl.com. Thanks for fangirling with us and hope to see you again real soon. Thanks, David.
1: Thanks, Patty. This has been awesome.